longest-running radio program in New York history. Every day sets a new record. Since 1925, there's been a gambling on the radio in New York City, and this one keeps on ticking. This is the John Gambling Show on AM 970, The Answer. song from carousel june is busting out all over well here we are in september and i'm going to tell you parks are busting out all over we're going to be talking with the former parks commissioner adrian benepee about governor's island and more it's one of the great things that has taken place over the last 20 years here in the city of new york Uh, in addition to that this controversy over medical records uh, health reports on our candidates I think it's dangerous, and I'll explain to you why. Now, next, today, I'm 970 The Answer. This is the John Gambling Show on AM 970 The Answer. Uh, we continue here on the John Gambling Show. Good afternoon. Frank, did you did you party too much last night? Everything's been uh, about a half a second uh, out of kilter here today. No, I don't think that that's, um, that's accurate, but... Um, in that instance, I was I was getting up to say goodbye to Bill Samuels and shake his hand, and I I, I didn't expect you to end. So, you know when you did. So I thought I had another. Oh, answer. so so it was more important. I mean, Bill's a good guy, and I'm no, 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 Joe. Want to be sorry. polite? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, not 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 an issue. What was that that Tom Note had in the in the twelve o'clock about flashing red lights? And drivers and pedestrians. Do you know that story? I do. I do. So this is all part of uh, Vision Zero, right? Uh, So the city council passed this legislation, and um, the mayor is expected to sign it. And if he does, it'll take uh, effect in 90 days. And basically, it it gives the pedestrian the right of way when crossing the street when a traffic signal or a countdown clock is flashing red. So if you hit a pedestrian when you're driving that's in the crosswalk when a light's flashing red, you will face reckless driving charges. And how will that be determined? I, I, John, I, I don't know. I mean, th- how will that be? I mean, these 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 sort of little n- n- nitpicks. I mean, sir, I, I'm 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 not suggesting that I think for a second that pedestrians should be just sort of blown off the side of the road. However, we've all however we have all been in the in the car in New York City when the you know, pedestrians are you know jumping between cars and doing this and doing that and slowing every anything that you would like to do that. I don't suggest that for just uh, for a second, but you know. Th- I, th- I think the mayor the mayor is hoping that by fiat he will be able to change New York behavior. Now, it is true that in other places, other cities in this country, uh, in fact, uh, I don't know if the, if the word majority is, is right or not, but in many of them, when a pedestrian steps into a, in, into a crosswalk, an officially designated crosswalk, and the cars are coming, the cars stop. 
Now, they don't do that in New York City. The cars do not stop. You have to, if, as a pedestrian, you learn very easily. Don't cross in the middle, in the middle, in the middle. Uh, you, you learn very quickly that you have to keep your eye on the car because even though you might have the right of way, you might have the, the, the green light to walk, uh, sometimes uh, the other the other people have other ideas. Anyway, I hope that I hope that the uh, the mayor is successful in this. I, I somehow think that he probably. I is do not think, going John, that um, you have gone from being mildly curmudgeonly prior to your injury to becoming a full fledged curmudgeon in the aftermath of your injury. You think so? I do. I mean, uh, I mean, come on. We, 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 you know, all these people are trying to do is cross the street. And it sounds like, you know, you, you want to run them over. No, I don't want to run them yeah, over at all. Like nah, that. that's not true at all. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just think that, that in, in New York City, I'm speaking of New York City now, that uh, it's, it's a whole different mindset because nothing moves. It, it just, it's, it's like one... It's like one slow-moving snake through, through the canyons. It's true. And, You're and, right, I guess. And, and across the streets and down the avenues. Nothing, it's, it's so packed that though theoretically these, these, these traffic maneuvers to, to get it safer, and I'm, again, I'm, props to making it safer. But I don't know the practicality of any of that. I'm not suggesting you don't do it, but I think that the I think that the mayor sometimes uh, tries too hard. Uh, Thanks, he, this, 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 this vision zero thing that he's got going, I gather it has some it has some positive numbers to it. Uh, some that have not been quite as uh, positive as others, but uh, that's the way plans work. Speaking of plans that don't work. Uh, for years, we spoke a lot about Wi-Fi kiosks here in New York. Again, the mayor, one of his uh, primary um, institutions that he wanted to change in New York City is the Link NYC network. He put into place um, the, the, the replacement of pay phones being replaced with kiosks that would provide New Yorkers with um, places where they could hook in to the Wi-Fi. They could consult maps. They actually had a display, and the Wi-Fi was there. You could also charge your phone. You could do all sorts of things. Well, it hasn't worked out so well. The kiosks are there, but so are the unattractive. Um, people who are lingering for hours drinking sometimes, doing drugs, and at times boldly watching pornography on the sidewalks. Well, uh, Link New York City, the people that run the Internet browsers, uh, they're the operator of the kiosks. They're shutting off the Internet browsers. Uh, the other functions will remain, but the browsers are gone until they can come up with a, another way of doing this. Uh, the switch was announced yesterday. Um, it's a case study of unintended consequences, uh, even though commendable goals have gone somewhat awry. Seven months into the program, you've got all of these reprobates sitting around, standing around, watching porn on the city-provided kiosks. And when you get drinking and drugs and pornography, they're doing other things as well. 
and uh, it's not it's not a pretty picture. So uh, they're going to shut off all of that, and I think that's a good idea. I'll be interested to see what they come up with as an alternative. Have you seen Have you seen that, Frank? Have you run into that situation mm-hmm. where? You've seen people standing around one of these things? No, I, I haven't. Uh, but I love these things. I mean, I, I can't tell you um, how often uh, I, it's happened to me over the years when I really needed some Wi-Fi and um, I wasn't able to get it. I mean, really, the, the, I, I think this should be all over the city. And uh, I think it's a shame that a few people are going to ruin it for everybody. I don't know why they can't block that. Yeah. Why they can't provide everything but but pornography. Uh, there's got to there's got to be a way to put a filter on it. All right, be that as it may. All right, let me start to get into this because I want your opinion on this as well. This this medical uh, discussion that has started in the wake of the cover up, the Hillary Clinton cover up of her pneumonia, uh, her fainting spells, her medical conditions. Uh, we've seen the over and over and over again the 20 second flip uh, video of her uh, on Sunday past uh, at the 9/11 ceremonies being hustled off. Uh, and bodily thrown into the van. Um, if you remember that video, she was standing, leaning up against a, uh, a cement pillar, a uh, street divider kind of pillar, uh, and she was holding herself up. You could see she she had her feet on the ground, but she had her hands behind her as if she was trying to balance herself from falling over. There was the the nurse. There is a nurse with her all the time, and this has been the case for some time now, she was standing behind her. And then as the van pulled up, the door opened up, and two big guys tried to lift her up, Hillary Clinton up, and put her into the van. The problem is she, she, her feet didn't work. They, they, They dragged her, her limp feet, and they dragged her into the van. Now, whether or not the, the, she was conscious or unconscious at the time, I, I cannot tell, obviously. We haven't heard that uh, in any official manner. My point, however, is this, and we got into it a little bit with Ed Klein last hour. Donald Trump is yelling, I'm going to give you, he, he went on Dr. Oz. Was that today? I think that was today, right, Frank? I think that show aired today. That's correct. Uh, Dr. Oz, uh, Dr. Oz, and he was going to give him his health reports, which looked like a, you know, Eight and a half by eleven piece of paper that somebody had scribbled something on, uh, and some and some other things, and and Hillary Clinton claims that she's uh, released all of this, that, and the other thing, and the the only thing that uh, of, of of any note that is being reported, at least at this point, is that Donald Trump is overweight. He weighs two hundred thirty six pounds, and that is whatever number of pounds overweight from where he should be. As I asked the question to Ed Klein, how come we don't know? Hillary Clinton's weight. I know I am tiptoeing through the minefield here. And and, and I'm only going to go so far. But I think that if indeed, on the go forward with our presidential candidates, if we are going to demand medical records of their present health, we have to treat all candidates the same. And the fact that Ms. Clinton is a woman and Donald Trump is a man, I don't think there is any room in there for determining that talking about her weight is out of the question. But 
I, as I say, I'm only going to go so far there. I'd love to hear from you on this question if you'd like to jump in. 877-970-2999. 877-970-2999. Um, <clears throat> because I, I, I see a problem. Because I think there's going to be more and more of this, like the tax returns and, the, and, the, and everything else. That in the future, social media, the media, whoever it might be, is going to demand more information as concerns a candidate's health. So let's assume that that goes forward. And Donald Trump, I'll use the candidates. Again, I'm making all of this up. None of this is fact. It's, I'm making it all up. Let's say that Donald Trump's health reports say that he had a mental breakdown when he was 45. Let's say Hillary Clinton's said that um, she had breast cancer that was never made public. Not that it should be. Or that Donald Trump has an STD. Or you see where I'm going here. Because if indeed you get into that kind of minutia and detail, you are, you are going to automatically trigger those people that are going to demand and, and argue that this possibly should be a disqualifier for an individual's holding a position. And I don't know that it is. With the HEPA laws that are in this in the, in the world of medicine today, I'm surprised that no one has brought up any and all of this in this argument that we should have all of these medical re uh, details and reports. Uh, having just been through this in the hospital, you you sign a HEPA report just about at every corner. You go around the corner in a hospital and somebody's got a piece of paper out that you got to sign about uh, medical records and sharing of them. And I, I would suspect that if, if, if a candidate had a major issue that they thought was going to be negative as pertains to their potential winning of an election, they're going to say, wait a minute, I, I, don't, think that that's, I don't think that that's fair game. I don't know that you, you should be able to have that. I'd love to hear from you. 877-970-2999. 877-970-2999. We'll be right back. Continue this. Michael Medved is in disbelief of the Obama foreign policy. John Kerry, representing the very worst in American foreign policy leadership, he said this. If you decide one day you're going to be a terrorist and you're willing to kill yourself, you can go out and kill some people. Perhaps the media would do us all a service if they didn't cover it quite as much. The importance of opposing terrorism would be diminished or denigrated. The Michael Medved Show, afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The answer. Hi, I'm Lex, CEO of Balance of Nature. At Balance of Nature, we believe in real communication. Whether you call into the office or hear a success story on the radio, you can be sure it's real 
unsolicited and unscripted conversation. I'm always telling people to buy your product. They're wonderful, absolutely wonderful. I love the product. Thank God for Balance of Nature. You know, I just, I just feel as if out of everything out there, it just makes the most sense. I really enjoy the product. I find them just wonderful. I love it. It's definitely a good product, no question about it. I love the Balance of Nature. It's really good. I really like it. Your product is phenomenal. Good health is only a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Don't miss your opportunity to get a free month's supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code THEANSWER. Hi, this is Rudy Giuliani. Islamic extremist terrorism is on the rise. Five major attacks in seven months. The world must come together and defeat terrorism, and America needs to lead. Yet President Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton just want to stay the course. We simply cannot continue down this path of failed leadership. America's leadership can and must be better. And with Donald Trump as president, it will be. Donald Trump has shown he is the leader America needs and now urgently needs your help today to defeat Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump needs your support now more than ever to counter the lies by Hillary and the mainstream media. We need 10 million phone responses in support of the Trump movement and to send a message to Hillary supporters that Donald Trump will be our next president. Call 800-773-5666 and press 1 to take our unity pledge to show your support. Call 800-773-5666. That's 800-773-5666. Paid for by Great America Bank, which is responsible for the content of this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. RegisterTrump.com. FN handguns bear the DNA of legends. Of John Browning, the father of modern firearms. Of the artisans and craftsmen who brought his genius to life. Of the brave souls who defended our freedom on the front lines for the last hundred years. And the brave souls who defend it on the home front today. FN handguns. The DNA of legends in the palm of your hand. Ask for FN, the world's most battle-proven firearms. This is a special alert to consumers who owe back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction to ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call one 800 That's 1-800-237-2199. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there is no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline, 1-800-237-2199. 1-800-237-2199. That's 1-800-237-2199. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce. And no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. 
Have you heard about this Your Tool Shop? It's spelled U-R Tool Shop. What a great idea. A couple of guys came up with it. Um, I'm a handy guy, and I like, uh, you know, you got to have the right tools for each and every job. But uh, going out and buying new ones all the time, it gets a little expensive, so sometimes you try and cut the corners. Well, you don't have to do that any longer because Your Tool Shop is a consignment shop. They've got 6,000 square feet of tools Previously used tools that are a whole lot cheaper than you're going to find at the big box stores. So if you are looking for quality tools and equipment to meet what you need for your job, you want your tool shop. YourToolShop.com or go to the store at 26 Route 46 East Lodi, New Jersey. It's right off the old Lodi traffic circle. 201-497-6767, 201-497-6767 or online at YourToolShop.com. Dennis Prager coming up at 1 on AM 970. The answer. Call John now at 877-970. Two nine nine nine. We're talking here on the John Gambling Show about uh, this this dust up over medical records of our political and, and for at least specifically presidential candidates, Clinton and Trump. And I think it's a dangerous area to get into because I think it could be ultimately used by political wonks, hacks and the rest of them to uh, actually uh, submarine. Um, a candidacy by by just sort of ginning up the argument that whatever is shown in a health record, if it happens to be something that is uh, questionable, uh, does that default to a a, a non a non capability of filling a seat for the presidency? I don't know what would rise to that level, but I can see the court arguments going on uh, if indeed somebody wanted to get this to that level. Frank, I know I know you had Artie Kaplan on uh, earlier in the week. Uh, did you ask him about this? I did. Uh, we we just spoke about it at length, and uh, I, we spent some time discussing your knee injury as well when you decided you needed an a- extra vacation day. But um, he said basically that he doesn't think that anybody cares about candidates' rec- medical records. And I do think that that might be true. Um, I mean, I haven't met a single person that said they would not vote for Hillary Clinton if she were not as healthy as they thought she was, or a single person that said the same thing about Donald Trump. What? Yeah, but but if you if you found out that either of these candidates had uh, something wrong with them that could could not only potentially but reasonably cause their death, right? Well, uh, I guess the then best- what do you do? Then then what do you do? Do you do you let the person knowing that there was a potential for for a president to die? in office it's got to affect the process has to well i'm sure it does i think the one the two things that would really cause me just speaking for myself pause is if you had something where uh, a candidate had a, a a family history of say alzheimer's disease or or dementia and parkinson's and had shown some signs that 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 they had begun to develop symptoms of that that would be a big red flag with me or if you had a situation like with thomas eagleton a history of uh, electroshock treatment you know, right. I would, well, that's a, that's a, I had forgotten about that, but you're you're absolutely right. Felicia is in Livingston, New Jersey, on the telephone. Hello, Felicia. 
Oh, hiya, John. I wish you well. I'm sorry for Thank what you. happened. Thank uh, you. I you know, the woman, the woman is pathetic. If, if you believe your eyes, you can see how she is failing. Her eyes have been wild like a crazy person for a long time. And when you think that our president has to meet these tough guys on the world stage from North Korea, Putin, the, uh, the Middle East, you can well, let me ask you, Felicia, let me ask you this question specifically. Uh, do, do you believe that if indeed a piece of information about Hillary Clinton's health um, was was released and there was a real question about her serving out uh, four years or, or eight years and there was a real question about that, would you would that affect the way you vote? Don't, don't take into account that you hate Hillary Clinton, but uh, just just theoretically, just the, theoretically. I, I would. That's a that's a very most important position that you have to be physically fit mentally and, and physically. Right. Certainly. I, I, I agree. Uh, thanks, Felicia. Appreciate it. Thanks for the nice words. Uh, I, too, hope that I, I start to feel better real fast as well. Um, but again, I think that, you know, if you look if you look at those that argue on behalf of uh, either of these candidates, um, they're, they're surrogates that come out. Um, that, that, you know, speak nothing, nothing but them. If they if 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 Kellyanne Conway, again, this is for argument's sake only, if Kellyanne Conway had a piece of information about a health condition about Hillary Clinton that, that could basically or potentially knock her out of the running from a medical standpoint, don't you think that that would be that that, that scab would be picked at over and over again? I certainly think, and again, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm using her name only because it popped into my head. Um, don't you think it would be used over and over and over again? I certainly do. All right, different subject when we come back. One of the great things that has taken place over uh, the 40 years that I have been working here in New York City and uh, the sixty, the 66 years I've been living in New York City and, and the Long Island area are the the parks, our parks, that not only have been maintained – but they have been increased in their numbers and in their sizes. The High Line, this uh, Pier 55, Governor's Island is about to explode. We're going to get into that conversation on a beautiful day in New York City to take a walk in the park. We'll do it next at AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. We're holding at 72 degrees under mostly sunny skies. What's going on? We have the answer. Opening statements expected Monday in the Bridgegate trial now that the jury selection is complete. A food blogger, retired school guidance counselor, and an out-of-work chef for among the five men, seven women on the jury. They'll hear testimony from Bridget Ann Kelly and Bill Baroni. The two were accused of shutting down traffic lanes to the George Washington Bridge for a week back in 2013 after Fort Lee's mayor refused to support Christie for real election. The trial is expected to last six weeks. Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio, New Jersey. A bill passed by the city council gives pedestrians the right to cross the street when a traffic signal or countdown clock flashes red. Public advocate Letitia James. And the bill makes it clear that pedestrians have the right of way until there is a steady don't walk signal, that red upraised hand. That means a driver who hits a pedestrian when a light is flashing red could face reckless driving charges. Mayor de Blasio is expected to sign it as an extension of his Vision Zero program. If he does, it goes into effect in 90 days. 
And the NYPD is releasing surveillance photos of a man suspected of using his cell phone to peer up the skirt of a woman in a Brooklyn subway station. Detectives say the suspect followed the 32-year-old woman while she walked up the stairs at an L-train platform. The suspect, described as a black man in his late 20s, was last seen on a Canarsie Rockaway Parkway bound train. The Yankees play in Boston tonight. The Jets take on the Bills in Buffalo. The traffic is jammed. Actually, it's stopped right now in the Bronx. Police have just shut down the northbound lanes of the Hutchinson River Parkway between East Tremont Avenue and Westchester. Avenue. They're working on a flipped over truck and again, no movement at all. Stick with the Bruckner if you can. If you're heading from the Bronx over to Jersey, the Cross Bronx jammed out of the Bruckner interchange to the GW Bridge with construction on the lower deck. We have an accident on the belt in Queens West at Merrick Boulevard. One lane blocked on the eastbound side with emergency crews. Sunny low 70s today. Now you know how not to go. I'm Tom Moot on the John Gambling Show on AM 970. The Answer. This Saturday morning from 10 to noon, Douglas Elliman CEO Dottie Herman and the best team in real estate radio will be answering your real estate questions live. No issue is too challenging or goes unanswered. It's Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622 this Saturday morning starting at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. I believe that God created music to connect our soul with heaven. Critics are calling Hillsong Let Hope Rise a life-changing experience. An incredible film. This is not about us. It's ultimately about God. You take him out of the equation, we've got nothing. This Friday. Does everything make sense? Absolutely not. But more stuff doesn't make sense without him. Prepare to have your heart lifted. Hillsong, Let Hope Rise. Ready PG, parental guidance suggested in theaters Friday. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman! You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. A little hint of fall out there today. Very nice, dry, lower temperatures this morning. Well, those temperatures will continue to drop. And uh, if you heat your place with electricity or natural gas, I'd like to lock in the very low prices that are uh, on the market right now so that they're uh, come, come January and uh, February. You'll have those costs, not the ones that normally you watch the rise of natural gas and electricity prices each winter. Well, you can. All you have to do is switch to Blue Rock Energy. Blue Rock Energy makes uh, switching easy, seamless. You'll see no changes. Other than when you look at the bill, the bottom line, it's going to cost you less for electricity or natural gas. Blue Rock Energy, custom engineered solutions for what you need, what you want, if you're a residential customer or a small business. Blue Rock Energy, call them today, 877-280-4909, 877-280-4909, or go to blurockenergy.com. Finally, somebody went back to doing some smart radio about New York. John Gambling, weekday mornings at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Call John now at 877-970-2999. You know, 
haven't heard in a while, I'm sure, doing the hustle right here on a Thursday, middle of the day, John Gambling Show. Adrian Benepe is on my telephone, former New York City Parks Commissioner. He is now Senior VP and Director of City Park Development for the Trust for Public Land. And Adrian, hello there. What a beautiful day for a walk in the park. It was, and you know, the funny thing is I just came off the high line. I was showing around... 28 uh, city council members and city officials from the city of Oslo, Norway. And they had come to New York. Yeah, it was great. And what a beautiful day to show them the busiest park in the world, the High Line. You know what's so interesting, uh, Adrian, because you and I, our our careers are paralleled here as you was the parks commissioner and more that that when when parks are discussed and planned and when land is is either – taken by eminent domain or some other matter, everybody yells and screams, no, 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 no. And yet when these things get built, people freak out and go, man, why did we do this years ago? (laughs) And that's such the case. You remember, uh, they were about to tear down the High Line. It was a blight. It was an albatross around the necks of the adjacent property owners. It has led to about $4 billion in new investment, and the net new taxes from those 40 new buildings that have gone up have more than paid for the city's investment. So it's been a uh, a giant economic magnet for all of West Chelsea and the West Village. Um, and and frankly, they're, they're thinking of expanding dollars. it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they're going to expand it, right? Yeah. They have... They have a third phase is the part that goes up to the convention center, which they have an interim build out of it. And so the whole thing is open, but they want to add another piece that goes off to the west around 30th Street. So there's still work to be done there. And then there's a lot of interesting park projects still yet to happen, including Pier 55. Talk about. Sure. Yeah, Pier 55, for example, it sounds so exciting to me, uh, taking a, an old, decrepit, fallen-down pier and uh, really making it into an an oasis of of nature and more. And nature and performing arts. So Pier 55 right now is a a field of old pilings um, from a collapsed pier over by um, the West Village. And it's roughly 14th Street, right by the Hudson River. And Barry Diller, who is the uh, chairman and CEO of the IAC company, who's married to Dion von Furstenberg, he has made an offer of about $130 million, perhaps more, to build a new pier um, and to uh, have a fabulous design that includes green hills and small amphitheaters where there would be all kinds of performances, free, some free, some ticketed. And he's also offering to provide the, a very high-end performing arts festival out on this pier. Now, would you explain to me why this went to the courts, why people wanted to stop this? It seems to me that there was there was no downside to this whatsoever. Well, this is New York. You can't do anything without being sued. It's just the way it is. And uh, people have very strong opinions, and they have particularly strong opinions about what happens in the public realm. Yeah, the the uh, the merits of the lawsuit um, obviously were decided by the courts because uh, in in a second uh, level of courts they've rejected the lawsuit and allowed the project to proceed. But uh, you know, it, it, people were saying uh, it, it needed a higher level of environmental review, or it was some kind of a privatization of park. And, and and both of those weren't true. And I in fact had an affidavit in the case, and the argument that having a an amphitheater that might have some paid ticketed events in it was Uh, antithetical to public parks is simply wrong. You can go back to the dawn of time. Every city in America, every county has 
some kind of an outdoor performing venue where people pay tickets to listen to music in the beautiful outdoors. They have that in New York. I mean, you and I, when we were youngsters, we went to they the... They had it in Greece. The they had it in Rome. The Schaefer Music Festival or the Dr. Pepper or whatever in Central Park. You can go to Jones Beach and hear some great music outdoors. If you're in Colorado, you go to um, Red Rocks Amphitheater. So I, I made that case that there's a long history of outdoor events. How about Shakespeare in the park? You know, how about some of those concerts that happen in various parks? So, you know, whatever you do, something in New York, somebody's going to be against it. And I, 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 in fact, I know that people filed a lawsuit. They're not bad people. They just had a differing point of view. Um, the good news is that the courts are allowing the project to proceed. And What's particularly nice about this is the city and the state really didn't have the money to replace this pier. The money was not in the budget. And you have a private donor, somebody who's made good and uh, wants to give something back, willing to put up tens of millions of dollars for something that the city or state would otherwise have to pay for. So that's also good. It allows the city and the state to take its capital dollars and apply them perhaps to parks in neighborhoods where you don't have a philanthropic neighbor across the street willing to pay for something. So it's, in my mind, it's a win-win, and I'm glad that the court saw it that way. One of the real potential gems, it's already, it's already a gem, but it could be turned into a tiara, I suspect. I'm talking about Governor's Island. Yeah. It, is the, it, is the largest, it is the largest of the islands that's in the, the lower bay. Um, it has had an interesting history, and it is significantly larger today than it started out with, that Mother Nature started out with. I was not aware of this until recently reading a, a, a geological history of it, uh, but a lot of that is all fill. Uh, that has been brought in and uh, made the island bigger. Yeah, it's fill from the subway construction. As they dug tunnels, they had to get rid of that fill someplace, and they dumped it in the bay and enlarged it. It started its life as a residence for the governor of New York and then became a, navy, a sort of army base. The first fortifications to protect the harbor were built there. There's um, Castle J out there. And... Um, uh, fortifications to protect the harbor, and then it became a Coast Guard base for many years. And when it was decommissioned as a base, it sat there empty for several decades until the city and the state of New York, um, uh, particularly under Mayor Bloomberg's leadership, said, "Let's do something here." And they appointed a terrific woman, Leslie Koch, who brought the place to life, brought in some terrific designers, and have built these. You know, the the, the biggest new attraction in New York. I'm telling your listeners, go there this weekend and see it are these new hills they've built out of the old construction debris from old um, barracks. They tore down the barracks and built these uh, 80-foot-tall hills covered with grass that you can walk to the top of. And you have the most spectacular views of the Statue of Liberty, the ferries, downtown Manhattan, because um, you're, you're, you're kind of at the bird's-eye view looking over the New York Harbor. It's, it's to my mind, is the best new view in New York probably since they built the Empire State Building. Adrian, we're talking with Adrian Benepe, a former uh, New York City Parks Commissioner. Uh, I know that they have just uh, appointed a, a new individual, uh, Michael uh, Samuelian, uh, a real estate executive, to be president of the Trust for Governor's Island. W- what are some of the ideas? There's still a lot of space out there, and uh, you can really just let your mind go crazy to come up with ideas on how to make it uh, useful for New Yorkers. Well, so what they've done so far that's been really good is they've created a great public environment, public spaces, big new parks designed by a very creative Dutch architect. What they now have to do is find use for there's, – there's tens of thousands of square feet, perhaps hundreds of thousands of square feet of interior space, old buildings, not so old buildings, one of the biggest – one of the widest buildings in New York City, an old uh, barracks building there. there are, there's a beautiful officer's 
row that kind of looks like a New England village with a New England village green, coming up with adaptive reuses for the existing buildings and perhaps a new building that can generate um, activity, 24-hour activity, but also income. It's really expensive to run ferries back and forth to the island. And you want to have activities there that are um, compatible with the island, but that also bring in real revenue, revenue to maintain the historic structures there, revenue to pay for the infrastructure, the water service, the sewers. You're going to have to have fire protection. They're thinking about hotels. And Michael Samuelian is a very smart guy. He worked for many years for the, for the related companies, and he's been most recently developing that huge new development at Hudson Yards. But he has an architecture background, a development background. He's uh, very interested in good design. <clears throat> he's a New Yorker who likes to run. He has a dog. I mean, he's just a great guy. He's smart. He understands how to work both in the private sector and in government. And it's his job to figure out, okay, how do you make this island start paying for itself? Is it Do you have educational campuses, conference centers, hotels, art centers. What do you do to create a year-round community that can justify and help pay for the ferry service and the infrastructure and the services that the island need? I th- so it's a big Yeah, it's a, little off the beat, it's a little off the beaten path. It's not, it's not terribly easy to yeah, get to. There's no subway um, there. You have to take a boat. Um, somebody once proposed having aerial cable cars going there. <laughs> yeah, I think Bloomberg, that was one of Bloomberg's ideas, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, you know, you have to justify it, but, you know, Kind of the old expression, if you build it, they will come. If you create enough attractions, um, the one thing, the two things they're not allowed to do there by legislation, in my view, perhaps a shame, they're not allowed to have casinos. I I pictured a high-end kind of Monte Carlo-style casino out there, but can't do that. And you can't have residential housing. But uh, other than that, um, you can do pretty much anything out there, including hotels. It would be a pretty great place. You have those beautiful old Victorian homes. It could be high-end bed and breakfast places. Um, you, it could be a, a campus for a university, LIU, NYU, um, St. Francis could have a campus out there. So there's all kinds of possibilities. Why no residential? It's just uh, somehow it was built into the legislation that handed this over. And I, I can't explain why no residential, but that's just part of the ground rules. Uh, that's that sounds to me like uh, that, that's limp, that's limiting, as is the casino restriction. As yeah, well. it, it I mean, is. And I think it's unfortunate. You know, it's an interesting tool just across the water, this narrow waterway, is Brooklyn Bridge Park. And as Brooklyn Bridge Park was developed on land that used to be used by, for piers and wharves by the Port Authority, they set aside 10% of the footprint of that land and said you can have income-producing properties on this. And they realized the properties most likely or the uses most likely to produce real money real fast was residential buildings and hotels. And that has proven to be a big success. It is effectively a cash machine for Brooklyn Bridge Park to support its operations. So... Some limited, low-rise, high-end residential probably would have been a good idea, and I don't know if they can re-explore that. Um, and hotels, is, but to, to have a hotel, you're going to have to have ferries every 15 minutes. Well, yeah, and you yeah. also have to have a reason to have the hotel there other yeah. than the spectacular views. Right, uh, but luckily there's, um, there's still a demand for hotels. But, you know, if, you know, if I were a political leader, the governor or the mayor, I'd, I'd maybe want to take a new look at the rules, talk to the legislature, city council, see if some limited residential housing might be appropriate there um, to help pay the bills. Because that's residential housing, especially high-end residential, residential housing, is really where the income is these days. Well, what is going what is going on with um, the, the, the park that uh, is Pier 17, the seaport? 
You know, that's a little bit off my radar screen because that's more of a, of a development project. I will tell you about a really interesting project we're working on, and um, you could refer to it as Son of High Line. It's a project called the Queensway. And in the middle of Queens, from Forest Park at the north down to Ozone Park in the south, is a three-and-a-half-mile-long abandoned Long Island Railroad line that used to go out to um, across Jamaica Bay to Rockaway. It's been abandoned since 1962. And we have a plan. We've already published a master plan to turn it into something like the High Line, except you'd be able to ride a bicycle on it, which the High Line currently doesn't have room for. <clears throat> so it would be this beautiful ribbon of green going right through, right smack through the middle of Central Queens, um, running parallel to Woodhaven Boulevard. So you'd have a great north-south green corridor. And it's, so it's a project um, we're trying to advance. We've raised some money to do the first stages of design work. <clears throat> so we're, we're kind of, uh, where we are is kind of where the High Line was 15 years ago in the planning phase and trying to get the city on board and thinking that it's a good idea. Well, I certainly hope you don't get too many naysayers and drag it, uh, send, it <laughs> send it to send it to the courts and cost everybody. Well, money, there's always so. a naysayer, uh, and so there are people who think the rail line could be reactivated, and you know that's a nice idea, except it's three or four billion dollars the MTA doesn't have. So, speaking from the real world, let's see about putting something. Let's go. Let's OECD. go in a different direction. Exactly. All right, Adrian. Great to talk with you as always. It's great Thank to you. have somebody like you who has a sophisticated understanding of why great parks are important for great cities. It, it has changed the complexion of this place. Well, I'm, no I'm question glad to hear you say that. Uh, that's music to my ears. It's, uh, I couldn't ask for a better review than that. Adrian, be well. Take Thank care. You. Thank you, John. All right. Adrian Benepee, former uh, NYC Parks Commissioner. Let me take a break. We'll be right back at AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder knows why the Democrats want to open borders. You want to know why the borders are porous? You want to know why Democrats want the borders to remain porous? They know that eventually there'll be pressure to regularize the status of people who are here illegally, to put them on a pathway to citizenship, which is, of course, what Hillary wants. And the lion's share of them are going to vote for the Democratic Party. I mean, this is not brain surgery. And it's just unbelievable. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Steve Dace at 9 on AM 970. The answer. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce, and no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch, using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar, or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. Your table, ladies. Thank you so much. So, Vicki, how have you been? Great. It's been so long. Last time we saw each other was what? Your daughter's wedding on that yacht? What was it? The Atlantis? Yes, the Atlantis. It was perfect for the wedding with its three decks, bridal suite, immaculate restrooms, dance floor, and state-of-the-art sound system. The food and service was great, and I hear they bake those delicious rolls right on board. They do. You know, I've been trying to decide what to do for my daughter's Sweet 16 and some corporate events. You should absolutely book the Atlantis. They do more than just weddings. Sunset cocktail parties, bar and bat mitzvahs, luncheons, and guests are able to board from several locations. Francesca was so easy to work with. Call her at 212-385-9400 or email her at events at franstouchofclass.com. Charter the Atlantis for your event today. Call Francesca at 212-385-9400 or visit franstouchofclass.com. For a limited time, mention Wow Boat to receive 10% off a private charter on the Atlantis. 
Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Know someone who got a letter from the IRS regarding late or unpaid taxes? Getting that letter is the worst. Let me tell you about Wall and Associates. They represent regular people, businesses, estates, foreign taxpayers. You name it. Your first consultation is free and face-to-face. Wall and Associates have over 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS and provide trusted certified public accountants and enrolled agents. Wall and Associates has saved taxpayers over $136 million in tax benefits penalties and interest. Stop wage garnishment, bank levies, IRS liens. Take care of those unfiled tax returns and get audit representation. Wall and Associates gets high marks when it comes to IRS settlements. They provide flexible payment arrangements and no hidden charges. What do you have to lose? Visit wallandassociates.net or call 1-800-791-0-TAX. That's 1-800-791-0829. Of course, this is based on actual cases and your results may vary. This is not a solicitation for legal services. You gotta get out and vote. We can't take a chance. Hello, this is Ben Carson. We cannot afford four more years of the same Obama failed domestic and foreign policies under Hillary Clinton. We need to elect Donald Trump, but he cannot win unless his supporters vote in November. If you are a registered voter who is committed to voting for Donald Trump, call and press 1 to pledge your support. If you support Donald Trump but aren't sure if your registration is current, press 2 and we will make it easy for you to register so you can do your part to defeat Hillary Clinton. Call now. Call 800-787-8221. Press 1 if you are a registered voter and to pledge your support for Donald Trump. Press 2 if you are not sure if your registration is current. We will help you do your part in defeating Hillary. We need to register 1 million new Trump supporters. Call 800-787-8221. 800-787-8221. Paid for by Great America Bank, which is responsible for the content of this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. RegisterTrump.com. Ever wish you could sit down with a prominent lawyer, politician, or judge and ask them your questions? Well, Sunday mornings at 11, Champions of Justice with Tom Girardi features revealing interviews with those who make the laws and those who protect your rights through the rule of law. Tom asks the questions, and you get to hear the surprising answers. It's a legal show that's interesting. Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 11, here on AM 970, The Answer. Where else can you get a free gourmet breakfast, hear expert business speakers, and see Joe Piscopo broadcasting live? It's AM 970's Small Business Networking Breakfast, Tuesday morning, October 18th at the Saccone Theater on the campus of Bergen Community College. You'll have a chance to win great prizes and dine on a fantastic gourmet breakfast catered by DR Catering. Steve Autobotto will be moderating. Entry is free, but you must register from the events page at am970theanswer.com. AM 970's Small Business Networking Breakfast. Register today. Dennis Prager is next on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, the great one, Elvis Presley, right there, leading us into our, our final few here on a Thursday edition of the John Gambling Show. Frank Morano is at the controls, as he is always. Did you see the story, Frank, about our friend... Uh, Jamani Williams. Oh, did I see it? Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, first of all, I see Council Member Williams. Yes, go ahead. No, I was just going to say um, that Melissa Mark Vivrito, until she decided to run for speaker, did the exact same thing every day for seven years. You're talking about what you're about to the, describe. Yeah. Yeah. About yes. Uh, anyway, Jamani Williams says that he is no longer going to um, stand uh, or. Um, 
say the Pledge of Allegiance uh, in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. Um, this nonsense continues, uh, and it's just amazing. Um, I'm, th- I'm wondering, Giovanni Williams claims that even as a high schooler, he didn't. He did not say the Pledge of Allegiance. He did stand, however, um, in with respect to the flag and to what it represents. But that he was not. He was never into it. He he, he had all of these issues with it. Um, he said yesterday. <clears throat> pardon my voice. He said yesterday this type of type of nonviolent protest is not disrespectful, as some have suggested. Kaepernick deserves support, not criticism for his actions. What does it say about our country when there is a national outrage over an athlete sitting out the national anthem, but the same outrage is not expressed when a young black man is killed for no reason? I have written in here on my notes after that, how about the young white boy that is killed for no reason? This... This nonsense from, from, from these folks, I just don't get it. Um, Jamani Williams added that he has engaged in, quote-unquote, personal protest with the pledge and at times the Star-Spangled Banner, saying that he stands out of respect but does not recite <clears throat> the words. Yeah, well, I guess uh, everybody has their own, their, their own point of view. Let me go to Larry in Cranford. Larry, you're with John. Hello there. Good afternoon. Hi, John. Hi, John. I wonder, I didn't hear Jumani Williams make a statement about the two black girls that were killed in Brentwood on Tuesday. Uh, I, don't I, know. Admit, I wasn't paying that? attention, but I, I was not paying attention, but I didn't, I didn't hear that as well. That's I mean, I'm not quite people. sure. I'm not quite sure what Jumani Williams thinks by standing in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick is going to do for any of the issues that he claims that he and Colin are campaigning against or or trying to uh, rectify the wrongs. But it looks, as I said when earlier this week, with the Colin Kaepernick situation, watching him Monday night football, slapping the backs of his teammates on the sideline against the uh, L.A. Rams, it looked to me that uh, Colin Kaepernick was more interested on where that camera was going to be pointed than maybe necessarily he was of his convictions to uh, take a knee or, or, or remain sitting. Um, and I have a sneaking suspicion that for the, the politics and the visuals and the optics, uh, Jamani Williams is maybe taking exactly the same, the same position as well. We did ask Jamani Williams to join us in the program today, but uh, he declined, um, which didn't surprise me too much. But he, In he fairness, declined. though, John, he, he did say it was because of a hearing uh, that he was yeah, committed okay. to until 2 and did say yeah. he would be available afterwards. So it was not like, you know, he was ducking us uh, on the top. No, no, Jamani and I have actually, he, he's, he's been one of the very few, uh, if you call it on the other side, that uh, has been willing to talk with me on a, on a regular basis for, for lots of years. And I've always respected him for that. Uh, he's not afraid to kind of jump into the into the fray with somebody who's looking at life a little bit differently than, than he is. So uh, good for him. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. I thank you very, very much for coming by, keeping me company here. A beautiful day outside. Get outside and hit one of uh, those wonderful parks that we have at uh, our disposal here in the New York tri-state area. 
Uh, it is just a glorious day outside, not a cloud in the sky as I look out the window here. So enjoy, Frank. Uh, take care of yourself, and uh, we'll catch up tomorrow. You too, John. Good luck with that knee. Good luck with the doctor. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, this is WNYM, Hackensack, New Jersey, New York City. John Gambling here. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Dennis Prager is yours next at AM 970 The Answer.